Yo, 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 what it do, what it do, what it do, what it do. East Smitty, Real Food Podcast, Mind, Body, and Grub. Shout out, That Feeling Podcast Network, Mind. I always do that. That Feeling Podcast Network, always question the answers. Real Food Podcast, Mind, Body, and Grub. Yo, I got this appetizer. It doesn't really matter because I'm not doing a video of this. But the appetizer already up. Let me get right here. What I'm going to need y'all to do, um, this, this right here, this is episode 86. Why Nasir Jones? This is a That Feeling Patreon exclusive. It's going straight to Patreon first, which that's what we're working on doing more in the new season because, you know, hey, man, we got we got people that are spending that that hard-earned buck to uh, to get to get this stuff, you know. You know, that's 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 the perks you get, you know what I'm saying? When you when you're subscribing to something, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you sh- you you get it first, you know what I'm saying, and we're gonna get it to the other people later. I mean, you're, they're not less important, you know what I'm saying. But people that are helping to support the cause, you know, they should they should get that. So that's what it is. But could you do me a favor and to and please subscribe to the That Feeling Bandcamp at www.thatfeeling.bandcamp.com. We have music for myself, E. Smitty. DJ 110, Black Mac, MRKSX, uh, Normalized Growth, uh, Clint Taylor, which that's MRK and, um, and and Clint, MRKSX and Clint Taylor as a group, Normalized Growth, incredible album, it's just the search for, for Zen, uh, Sox Heisenberg, you name it, you name it, beautiful music, uh, Conscious Rhyme. Uh, Wizards Beast. Wizards Beast just dropped a new album. Monsters are real. Oh man, it's 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 a lot of music, man. A lot of great music. Straight up, go down that rabbit hole, man, and get caught up. You feel me? Um, hey, like I said, this 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 is a that feeling Patreon exclusive right here. So you want to see this episode before anybody else sees it. Uh, join the um, That Feeling DFPN Patreon at www.patreon.com slash That Feeling Podcast. And you will definitely hear that first, straight up. Um, merch. Um, shout out my man, Mac, a.k.a. your boy. He he hit us up, man, about like, yo, we got we to gotta get on top of this merch, man. Got to get on top of this merch. I know I've been, I'm up. Long overdue, man. I'm not gonna discuss no woes and all this stuff. Um, I must hold myself accountable. I, I want it. I need it, and I believe that promoting it the way that we know we can promote it, other people are gonna want it. But if you like merch, and this is so much merch, it's you know, you name it. I said I ain't gonna say you know, uh, coffee mugs, socks. You know, it's a lot of merch. It, it just Go and check it out, and you're gonna see it. There's a lot, and we have new, we have new um, designs coming like as we speak. So 
go to www.teachmarine.com and search for That Feeling Podcast, and you can get all of that. You can get all of that, yes. Now we'll get to the appetizer section. Man, the appetizer section. Oh, man, life, 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 life in the, in the slow lane. <laughs> life in the slow lane, just, you know, work, typical work, um, music, life, trying to balance everything out, man. Life has been, uh, life, life is good, man. Life, life is good. That's, that's kind of ironic. I'm talking about Nas and one of his albums is, uh, life is, life is good. But yeah, man, life, life is good, man. Um, being able to wake up every day and actually have a job, go to work and to do what I love to do is, um, it's a beautiful thing. And I talk about this a little bit in the appetizer section. I had a situation yesterday. I was talking to my, my younger cousin and, um, man, he kind of, he caught me off guard. He caught me off guard with some of the stuff, you know, he was saying, and then he hit me up and, uh, you know, I kind of went in, I kind of went in. I was like, you know, because I mean well, I mean well in everything that I do. I have no hidden agenda. I'm not trying to make nobody look, make myself look good and you look bad and none of that right there. And I kind of went in, man. I went in like in a in a respectable way, but I was going in and making my point. But in the midst of the conversation, it was like, okay, I've made my point. Now let's get back. I mean, the love was there anyway. The love was there from the jump. But it's like, okay, this this is not going to be a conversation where I'm just going in and just making my point. No, I have to listen. I have to listen as well, and we listen to each other, and we 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 talked about some things. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to hold myself accountable with what I need to do. I'm sitting here looking at this. Um, they got these um, these sausage. Uh, um, part of me. <laughs> I remember getting these um, at this restaurant. It was called uh, some James, some James, in um, Avondale. Man, it's like a, it's almost like a, like a, like a croissant with a sausage inside of. Oh my god! I just, ooh, just saw that. I'm sorry, but yeah, um, you know, we had that conversation, man, and it was like, yo, man, like. I'm talking to him as, you know, being a younger guy and I'm the older guy, but I'm like, yo, I'm looking at myself like, yo, that's growth. That's growth. Because, I mean, I wanted to let him know like, yo, 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 cuz like, nah, man, it, it, ain't, it ain't even like that. You know, what I was trying to tell you, I was really trying to give you some jewels, but you took it a certain way. But then too, it was, it, it was some backstory to that situation too, that he didn't, he didn't know that I knew about. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, but at the end of the day, it's not meant for me and it shouldn't be meant for me to spend this whole time talking to him, um, beating him down with this and that, this and that. No, okay, this is what I meant. I think you took it the wrong way, but we good now. Now now, now we're working on how, how we're going to be better, how you're going to be better. 
and what I learned from that. And man, it was it was it was a beautiful conversation. Like I'm you. This is the appetizer section. That's almost like something that you know could have went in the um, dessert section because it's sweet, man. It's sweet how we work things out. You know what I'm saying? In order to work things out, you have to want to work th things out. You know, some people are very much satisfied with friction. They, 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 they like friction. You know what I'm saying? I've always said that I don't like confrontation, but I will confront confrontation. But I don't wake up every day, you know, just can't wait to be, you know, cursing somebody out and all that stuff. That's a waste of energy, man. Straight up. So I look, I look forward to building. I look forward to building with my cousin. I've looked forward to building with, you know, you know, many people, many walks of life. You know what I'm saying? My my whole point where I was trying to get, I, I told my cousin, I said, yo, man, <laughs> I said, man, I live, I live a simple life. And I really do. I keep I keep things really simple. You know what I'm saying? I keep things simple in the in the essence of I keep my life simple because. I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to gas nobody up. I'm not going to lie to nobody. Um, I'm not going to be not genuine to people. So when it does come down to some type of friction, I'm actually able to say to that person like, yo, man, you full of it. Cause I know Nah, you now if you if you if if you made a mistake and you judged me wrong, boom. Hopefully we can talk that out and we can get that worked out. But uh, like I said, uh, my one of my mottos is that if you got a problem with me, you got a problem with yourself because I'm not here. I'm not here to take nothing away from you. I'm I'm here to if I can to help you know be 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 a great person in your life as well as I want you to be a great person in my life. You know what I'm saying? But that's that that's that. that that's, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying. But we we had a great we had a great conversation, man, and um, got it worked out. And I'm a, and I'm gonna be checking in on him. I told him I said, y'all, I'm gonna be checking in on you, bro, cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna check in on you, man. I ain't, I ain't checking in on you like what you know what you doing because you know what what they say he who who he who have not sinned may they cast the the, the first stone. If I want to get on the religious tip, he, he who may not have sinned, may they cast the first stone. We are not, we are not without fault. All of us, all of us, but we should live and strive to try to be the best that we can be to our fellow man. And I, and I believe in that. I believe in that. I believe in that. That's the appetizer section, man. Yo, we're going to go to the main course and, um, this was um, anybody anybody that know they know that um, I am a um, diehard diehard like Nas fan Nasir Jones fan. That's that's my favorite artist. Period. You know, out of any genre of music, like for real, for real. I'm a singer. I'm an MC. And I can truly say I love a lot, a lot of artists, like you name it, different genres, ethnicities, 
um, colors, race, what you name it. I love a lot of different artists. But if I if I could say if somebody if somebody asked me like who's your favorite artist, period, I would say Nas, Nasir Jones. That's, he's my favorite, period. Um the other week I was just I was driving, I was listening to Thun. That's his um song, that's his song on his um the latest um the latest album, KD3, King's Disease 3. Got a song called Thun. Thun is uh Queensbridge QB language, Thun. And the story that went behind Thun, which is spelled T-H-U-N, you know, you hear um Mob Deep say it, QB, you know, they're they're from QB. Um you hear Nori say it, you hear um you hear uh Big Nord say it, you'll hear um Wow, the Cormega. <laughs> the list goes on. That's that's that that the thun thun. That's um. That's that's their saying. That's that's the QB language, and I read about it. That thun actually came from one of the friends in in the neighborhood who he had a speech impediment. So instead, instead of saying son, what up, son? What up, son? He said, What up, Thun? What up, Thun? Boom. They flipped that around and changed it to their own language. Um, I think Prodigy said on one of I know he did on, on one of his he said, You ain't so and so, you you can't speak the Thun language. You know what I'm saying? Queensbridge, man, Queensbridge, arguably, you know, when you talk about, I mean, Queens in general. Um Arguably, like they've had the most successful um, artists to come from that borough. Um, it's definitely, and I'm from the South, straight up, rep, rep the South, big up the South. Um, they, it's, it's definitely like my some of my favorite MCs, period, are from Queens, period. You know what I'm saying? Nice, you know, you, you know that. But yeah, um, this is a barrel that it, it 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 takes me back to how did I discover even like before I get into talk about which this this is it goes with the subject matter, but how did I even discover like QB Queensbridge? Okay, when you talk about that, you have to go back to. Roxanne, 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 the real Roxanne, real Roxanne, UTF, all that stuff. And there was a there was a female out out of that um that whole situation. You got you had the real Roxanne, and then you had QB's own Roxanne Shantae. When that whole Roxanne, Roxanne, they said I think it was like thirty something records. You know the. Roxanne's grandma, Roxanne this, Roxanne, Roxanne's revenge. Remember Sparky D? Shout out Sparky D. Like I grew up, I grew up in that time. I'm, I'm, I'm um, blessed enough to grow up to hear these records, man. To I'm blessed to the point where there was a time that they didn't play hip hop on the radio unless it was late night 
on a college radio station, straight up. You know what I'm saying? I remember making tapes. I remember making tapes. Um, and I found out that you can turn the volume down because, you know, I didn't want to wake up. You know, we we lived. I grew up in a trailer. First 15 years of my life, I grew up in a trailer. And, you know, it wasn't like I was on the other end of the house. I was I was, you know, if, if I had that music up a little bit, it's going to, you know, my mom and dad on here, it's going to wake them up. So I found out that you can turn the volume down, turn it all the way down. I hit record, boom. And I wake up in the morning. I may wake up during the night to uh, flip the tape over, but it was almost like, man, it was, was going to be my morning surprise. I'm going to be able to wake up and hear this mix show. Shout out. Um, and I think he might have passed away. Shout out Wax Master Tory. Wax Master Tory. That's NC's, NC's own, man. Um, do your research. They used to have a radio station. At, we called it State. It was NC State, um, which is my happens to be my favorite um, college team. NC State Radio had uh, radio. Um, they used to play hip hop, man. And uh, oh, man, beautiful, beautiful. But Roxanne Shante, Queens Bridge, boom. All that came out, um, the producer, Marley Mall, Queensbridge, boom. Um, the first time, the first record that I got to hear, like, in the flesh was um, Marley Scratch that one of my best friends, um, Cedric Dowdy, had got from uh, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze, iconic North Carolina Raleigh um, record store. Um, he got... He got that record, Marley Scratch, which is still by far one of my favorite records to this day. All this beats and the rhymes attached from the new creation called the Marley Scratch. That, the beat, crazy, crazy. MC Shan, Queens Bridge, oh man, crazy, 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 crazy. So I was introduced to Queens Bridge through Marley Mall. Um, you know, MC Shan, definitely, definitely MC Shan. And as time went on, you know, we, we get the legendary Juice Crew, which, which consisted of Craig G, Master Ace, um, Molly Maul, Bismarcky, Roxanne Shantae, MC Shan, Kujavap, Big Daddy Kane, um, Rest in peace, Bismarck. He, um, going on, going into the newer years, you had um, Granddaddy IU. Rest in peace, Granddaddy IU. You know what I'm saying? But um, QB, man, QB. Now I want you, I want y'all to understand something too. I was never that. Um, I was never that um, Southern dude who tried to act like I was from New York. You know what I'm saying? Um, I might have picked up some things the way I say things, but you listen to me good. You know, you still you you always gonna hear the southern accent, but I was always enthralled with just the style, man. The style like my, my family, I got family. Shout out, uh, rest in peace, my aunt Barbara, shout out my cousin Devron, uh Pedia, Norris, rest in peace, Bo. That they're, they're from um they live in Jamaican Queens, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've told that story about 
when when my um cousin used to come down, so I always asked like who who the best rapper in New York, you know, blah blah blah, 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 blah. And they were from Queens, you know what I'm saying? But I was um I was just captivated, man. I was captivated by the sound, by the sound of 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 Queens MCs, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the list is long. The list is long, man. This is long. I mean, you know, LL, uh, 50 Cent, Nori, um, Nicki Minaj, you know, it, it goes on and on. But why not Sid Jones? Why, why, why not Sid Jones? Hmm. Because I'm gonna tell you, like, my first my first hip hop idols were Run DMC. Joseph Simmons, Run, Darren McDaniels, DMC, uh, Jam Master J, Jason Mizell, rest in peace. Man, I hate we. I have to say so many rest in peace, man. I hate we lost so many people. But um, yeah, that, those those guys were my first hip hop idols. No, my first music idols, straight up. And um. I love them, man. I love them. I love um, when I heard Suck MCs, my mind was blown. When I heard Suck MCs, my mind was blown, and my mind is still blown for hip hop to this day. I will, I will always tell people, like you know, to each his own. You know, you know, this, you know, this the real, this is that, this is that. Man, hip hop got a lot of faces now, man, and we get to pick what we want. We know what we like. Um, just like what you like, man. You know what I'm saying? Like what you like. So, but there was always a style of emceeing and music that I always loved. And now as time went on, you know what I'm saying? I love the South, the Southern hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I like, I love lyrical hip hop, but then, but then on the flip side, I can hear music that's not as lyrical. I just like the way that they delivered it. You know what I'm saying? The way that they said it, you know? So I'm not approved. When it comes to that, but why not Sid Jones? Like, okay, Run DMC, man, I lost my mind. I lost my mind. Run was my favorite out of Run DMC. You know, the way that he delivered his stuff, man, his voice. Like, I mean, like, man, two years ago, friend of mine asked me to say some MC rhymes. Well, I said this rhyme I'm about to say. The rhyme was deaf and then it went this way. Took a test to become an MC. And Orange Crush became amazed at me. So Larry put me inside. This cat to lack. The chauffeur drove off. Then he never came back. They cut the record down to the bone. And now they got me rapping on the microphone. And now we talking all the graph. Cheers and laughs. Champagne, caviar, and bubble bath. You see, uh, that's the life that I lead. You sucker MC. Man, come on, man. Ouch. Come on. Still to this day, man. Cadence, sound, boom. Amazing. Amazing to me. Changed my life. I was looking at the um, we was looking at Soul Train that morning on the little um, it was a color TV. It was it wasn't a black and white TV, but it was the TV with the knob. You had to turn it with the knob on it. And uh it came on. I'm like, yo, what is that? What is that? What is that? Me and my brother, man, shout out Charles Smith, my big brother, man. 
we used to go to my auntie. Shout out my auntie, Aunt Zenobia, my uncle Charles Snellens. We used to walk down the dirt road to their trailer. Apparently, you know, we got a whole bunch of trailers in the city. <laughs> but uh, we went down there. We used to go down there, walk down there to their trailer just to hear that album. Run MC, the debut album. That had um, 30 Days, Hard Times, It's Like That, Suck MCs, Hollis Crew, one of my favorites, Jam Master J. Um, we used to walk down there, me and my brother, we walk in there, we say, hey, we're walking there like, hey. And somewhere or another, I don't remember how we asked, but somewhere or another we asked, can we hear it? And me and my brother used to sit we used to sit on um, the couch side by side and wouldn't say a word. Wouldn't say a word. Wouldn't say a word just listening to the music. My auntie be saying a little bit. I remember, I remember my um, my uncle. My uncle me, and me and my brother still joke about this to this day. Love, love you, Charles, man. Uh, Charles, my brother, and my uncle, Charles Snell. That part, he said, DMC said, in case you wonder what all this means, we're funky fresh from Hollis, Queens. And I remember me, me and my brother still make a joke about this to this day. He said that part, we're funky fresh from Hollis, Queens. And my uncle said, oh, you, you hear that, Zenobia? They from Hollis Springs. <laughs> Hollis Springs is, is a town. It's a little town in North Carolina. It was like, and it was funny, man. It was funny. It's, it's, that's an inside joke, man. I never, I never told my uncle about that, man. But yeah, that that was funny, man. But yeah, man, we we used to sit side by side, me and my brother, not saying a word, listening to the album, listening to the album, and it took years, man. Like this, like this was a time where the internet was not even heard of. Period. Internet was not heard of. Um, this was 80, 83, 84. Um, the, the, the nearest record store, actually, let me catch myself. We had a place called Max. Then it changed to um, Maxway. And they started having records, but I never got a record from there. But the, the closest place was like Raleigh was like 20 miles to get records. But, you know, we didn't have, I didn't have no license. I was, you know, sure, I was like 11, 12, you know what I'm saying? But album, man, just blew my mind. Still one of my favorite albums to this day, Run DMC. If I, you know, like I said, if you go to, you send me to an island or, and I had to have, um, they say you can have only so, so many records and stuff, that's going to be one of them. Rockbox is one of my favorite songs, too, on the album. Rockbox is one of them songs. This this is when I knew I was head over heels for hip hop. And this and and anybody that that loves hip hop will can attest to this. When you know all of the ad libs in a song, not just the verses, but the ad libs. Now, if you listen to Rockbox, it's ad ad lib city at the end when they just go on and on. Hollis crew. Crew, crew, Danny White boy, bah, bah. we knew all that. We knew all that. Straight up. Okay. Y'all know that those guys were my favorite, my first musical idols. So why not Sid Jones? Okay. 
give you, I'm gonna give you a little um Nas drop Illmatic. I wanna say, I think I think it was April, I know the year. I want to say April 14, 1994, but please don't quote me on that, but I know it was 94. So I did a, um, I did a search. I said top 40, you know, the, the top hip-hop records in 93. And I'm going to run it down a little bit. It said number one was Wu-Tang Clan Cream. Amazing. Souls of Mischief, 93 Till Infinity. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Still one of my favorites and the crew's favorite. That was like our theme song. We went to um, Kamikaze's and Raleigh, like literally, literally used to go up there and ask the DJ, like, could you play that? I'm not going up to the DJ no more asking them. I, man, I got on so many DJ's nerves, man. When I look back, okay, um, the Tribe Called Quest, uh, Electric Relaxation, Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice, Karis One, Sound of Police, Wu-Tang Clan, Protect Your Neck, Outcast, Players Ball, shout out ATL, uh, Tupac, Keep Your Head Up, Biggie Smalls, Party and Bullshit, and um, this last one, Award Tour, Tribe Called Quest. Man, these were, oh man, incredible records. De La Soul, Ego Tripping, Part 2, Rest in Peace, Dave. J. the Damager, Come Clean. Run DMC, Down with the King, Pete Rock, and CL Smooth, which I just talked about that the other day. Um, when I heard, like say, Run DMC were my first idols of music, and I never thought that they would fall off. When they recorded Down with the King, and they had um, the, the the title track, um, Down with the King, which featured Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Pete Rock and CL Smooth were on fire at that time. They was coming to the game on fire. We listened to that tape driving from North Carolina to Atlanta when we first started coming here to record. And I honestly said, damn, they fell off. Even that song, that song, that song is a classic. Down with the king, down with the king. That's a classic. But I'd be the first one to tell you, like, yo, run and DMC did not do that song. No justice, period. Top to bottom. <laughs> Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Pete Rock made the beat incredible, and both of them sounded way better than um, Run and D. Now, can I listen to it now and, and feel the nostalgia and still like, yeah, it's cool, I like it? No, yeah, I can't. But if I'm being honest, oh my God, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. we listened to that whole album like, yo, like, yo, they really, they really fell off. They started reaching, man. Even if you look at the um, album cover, you know, they were trying to, they, they always had like a street look anyway, but then they start trying to wear, um, damn, um, them, um, Dickies. They, they had on black Dickies. I was like, nah, man. But, but during, during that time, man, a, a lot of cats was trying to, you know, that was the time of when, you know, quote unquote, gangster rap was hitting hard. Boom. But nah, naughty by nature, hip hop parade. And, that's a really good one right there. That's that's a really uh, Lords of the Underground. Shout out NC. They went to um Shaw, Chief Rocker. Uh, shout out Do It All, uh, Mr. Funky, Lord Jazz. Yo, um, to get into talk about why why Nasir Jones. At that time, I named all I named all these different artists. Now that's now when you really think about it, these cats were coming from like 
arguably people say that the best year of hip hop, the golden era, the first golden era of hip hop is 88. And you cannot argue with that, to be honest. You had Public Enemy, you had uh, Salt Pepper, you had uh, BDP. Um, man, they are so Chakra Quest. The list goes on and on and on and on. You cannot, you cannot argue with that, you know. Um, but there was another golden age that hit two in the 90s, right? In like 93, 90, between the 90s, 93, 93, 94, boom, 95. You know, you you got your Nas's, you got, you know, Biggie's coming into his, um, Jay-Z, uh, it's so many, it's so many in the name. Oh, and, and then oh, Master Ace in the in the 888 and boom boom boom. Okay, Puji Rap 88, boom boom. Okay. In that time, all of these cats was doing some dope stuff, some great music that I rock to. Heavy, heavy. I rock to it. But it was something, it was something about this dude born September 14, 1973. Nasir Jones. It was something about him that was like, yo, what is this? What is this? I'm gonna tell you like this, yo. Like for me, most people will say a lot of people definitely coming from my age will say that the first song that they heard Nas on was Live at the Barbecue, the main source record featuring Nas, Akinelli, Akinelli, um, Joe Fatal, and, uh, you know, Large Pro rhyming, you know, with his group, main source. I didn't hear that record for years down the line, you know, you know, the infamous line streets disciple, my beats a trifle. I shoot slugs through your brain, just like a rifle stampede the stage. I leave the microphone split play Mr. Tuffy while I'm on some pretty tone shit, verbal assassin. My architect pleases when I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. Now, you know, when you think about Nas and you think about, you know, people like that, he influenced like, you know, the Eminems of the world and, uh, you know, different people. Because I say that because Eminem not only was not only known for just spitting them incredible um, bars and everything, he always he always had a penchant of saying some wild stuff. Big did, his, Big did the same thing. Um, you know, he talking about he'll suck on, your, suck on your daddy's, you know, all that. You know, just wild lines. But nobody, nobody... Nobody was rhyming like that. Nobody was rhyming like that and saying stuff like that. When I said that, uh, when I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. You know, like, yo, for real? So with, with that being said, he caused the buzz. He caused the buzz. And if you really be, and, and I'm not big in that, you know, Breaking down bars and all that stuff. I mean, I, I like what I like, but at the same time, I could listen to a record and be like, damn, they were dope, they were dope. But so and so, I think they had the best verse. Boom, boom. 
it was hands down. Everybody did a good job on, on their verses. But for me, it was um, it was Nas first, Large Pro, Akinelli, and then Joe Fail. Boom. Okay. So, but that wasn't the record. That wasn't the record that got me, you know. I remember I remember being in um kamikazes and uh you know right around the time like it started where they was playing the song earlier before they got to the quote unquote you know the gin and juices the um uh the black moon shout out black moon buckshot damn boom but they used to play that it ain't hard to tell I excelled and prevailed. The mic is contact. I attract clientele. The mic check is life or death. Breathing the sniper's breath. I inhale the yellow smoke of Buddha through righteous step. Deep like the shining, sparking like a diamond sneaker. Uzi on the island in my army jacket. Line hit the herb like a comet. Invasion. Nas is like the Afrocentric Asian. Half man, half amazing. Yo, I'm, I'm listening to this stuff and I'm thinking like, damn. The voice... The voice, the vocal tone is superior. And around this time, I'm gaining my own way of gaining knowledge of self, of knowledge, knowledge of being a black man in America, a black man in this world. So I'm like, man, this dude is, is crazy articulate with it. Like, damn, what is this? Now, mind you, same time, I'm still rocking. I'm, I'm still rocking with my... Wu-Tang Clans, everything. I'm not taking it. I love hip-hop, period. But it was like, damn. What is, what is what is this? So, fast forward. His album drops. His album drops. Um, I have gotten many versions. I bought Illmatic. I probably bought Illmatic. You know, the anniversary edition. I probably bought now that I got like you know Apple Music, like it's everything is right there at your um, at your fingertips. Boom! But I've actually I literally brought bought um, Illmatic the CD probably about six or seven times. But the first time that I bought Illmatic, I bought the tape. I bought the tape from the flea market mall on Old National, the same old Nat L that uh, Ludacris talks about. Didn't realize it was a damn bootleg. <laughs> I got it. I got it though. And I remember one of the things that sticks out to me when I listened to that tape, I listened to that tape. I remember we were in um, Sacramento, California. We was, um, shout out Mark Capella. We were singing background for, for this play. And I was on the balcony. It's a beautiful day in um in um, Sacramento. I was on the balcony and I was listening to um I was listening to The World is Yours. Listen to the world is yours. And I'm like, wow. It was a beautiful day, and it's like it just it mesmerized me. And it was a trip. I was like, yo, I'm listening to this guy. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I really, I'm really digging this guy. Now, let me take you back a little bit. Um, 
Faith Newman, Faith Newman was the A&R for Columbia. Um, two prominent people that had something to do with Nas's, um, you know, getting his break. Faith Newman and MC Search from third base fame. Okay. Um, Faith Newman said in a uh, interview, you know, she was the young, she was the young A&R at Columbia Records. And she told uh, whoever was in charge, she said, if you don't let me sign anybody while I'm here, please, please sign this guy. Please sign this guy that I have. And they signed, they signed Nas. Um, Russell, Russell Simmons is, he is notoriously, he notoriously said that he, I mean, everybody had a chance to sign Nas. Russ, Rush said that um nah sounds too much like G rap, cool G rap. I didn't get it at the time. But then when I heard his um his early demos, I could hear that. Cause G Rap is a um he's uh he's an inspiration for Nas. Rakim, there wouldn't be a there wouldn't be a Nas without a G Rap or Rakim, straight up. Now, I believe Nas definitely took it somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? But there would not be a Nas if it wasn't for a G Rap. A G rap and a uh Rakim. A slick rip, you know. So they signed him. They signed him. Um, everybody's heard the story of, you know, when he did uh New York State of Mind, that he went in there and he did it on one take. And the, the part where he's like, he said, um, I don't know how to start this shit. Premier was like Premier being the producer who produced that song, New York State of Mind, and some others on there, he just told him to go. And he said that rhyme. And when he finished, he was like, yo, was that cool? And like, the room was like, what the hell did we just hear right, right now? You know, this this is crazy. So, boom. Nas, Nas gets signed, man. And um, Illmatic comes out and you all know if you know about the story, it was bootleg heavy. You know what I'm saying? But it's been argued that that album is the best hip hop album ever. Period. Now, even though I am a diehard Nas fan, diehard, I've never, I've never really said that. I never really said that. That's the best i see what they're, what, what what they're talking about you know cuz for me when it comes to that argument i'm 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 not going to say that it was the best i mean yeah definitely definitely it could be that it could be that but i believe that um one of the biggest reasons was that it was a lot of a lot of great music hip hop acts like like say 93 there, there was definitely street stuff going on, and but it was a lot of um, um, I call necessary gimmicky stuff. Not saying that they weren't they weren't dope. When this dude came out, man, 
the army jacket. I I wear army jackets because of Nas. You know, he had um he had a style, had an unbelievable aura to him. You know what I'm saying? Unapologetically speaking something like the, the stuff that the stuff that he was saying about, you know, about you know um she said he said how he said I know a crackhead who who like Nike's rock and if it's good should bring you customers and measuring pots. You know, he was talking about he was talking about the stuff that that I was trying to, you know, I knew it was going on out there, but I'm trying to I'm trying to get away from it. I mean, he was a he was a, a, a he, he painted the picture of hustling, you know, the crack era. Boom. He, he painted to a T to the point where I didn't have to be a part of that, but I can hear it and I can feel it from from what from what he's saying. And it was authentic. It was authentic in the way that he laid it down, man. And I was like, wow. It didn't make me want to go sell no dope, though. It didn't make me want to do that. Did I want to go drink some Hennessy? Yes. <laughs> um, what he say? Before a blunt, I pull out my fronts. Did I want to go get see what this blunt thing is about? Yes, I did. Boom. But it was like it was like wow, man. Um, I'm I'm listening to the album, and for me, like I said, um, it ain't it ain't hard to tell was the one that got me. Um, later on, well, before the album came out, he, he did um, "Back to the Grill" again. Back, back to the Grill again, which was was um, featured. Um, he was called Red Hot Lover Tone at the time, and that's Tone and Pope from the legendary Track Masters, which they went on later on to produce to, to produce a lot for Nas, a lot of stuff on the second album. It was written. But it was Red Hot Lover Tone, Chub Rock, and Nas. You know, and um, Search. I think it's, yeah, Search. Yeah, Search was on the on the record. But it was like, man, this dude. Um, this dude said, "I'm waving automatic guns at nuns." He he had this thing of like, I'm gonna say some of the wildest stuff, and it worked, man. It worked. It worked. It worked. Um, that album, Illmatic, like it sealed that this dude was gonna be a problem. He's a problem. Now a lot of people know that Illmatic, because it was bootleg so heavy, you know, um, Nas was considering like going like back to the streets. You know what I'm saying? Um, he got with Steve Stouts, start managing him, manage, managing him, and um, got the track masters to do do the bulk of the album um it was written because um at that time when he did Illmatic it was something that was pretty much unheard of because most most MCs would have like basically one producer to produ to do the whole album Nas had a had a, a super team of uh Q-Tip, Lost Professor, uh LES uh LES was he was like he he was he was getting he was um I'm not calling him the super, but what he did, Life's a Bitch, is, is a super record, period. It's, it's a classic. But, you know, he he fit right in there with him. But, you know, you had Lost Professor, Q-Tip, legendary DJ Premier. Um, 
and they worked out a, a, a serious, a serious classic. Now, fast forward into it was written, which is a classic on top of a classic. Some people, a lot of people were like, yo, they still wanted that. They wanted a Illmatic part two. Nas figured out real early on. And I think, honestly, I think he figured it out too. And then I think it was the people that, that were around him advising him like, yo, um, you can't just be this one trick pony, man. You got to um, advance. You got to advance this thing right here, man. You got to advance it. And that's, and that's what he did. That's what he did. Um, I want to name some, um, I want to name some songs, uh, I want to name some songs like um, the B-side favorites for myself. Silent Murder, Purple, No Ideas Original, War Against Love, Taking in Blood, Memory Lane, We're Not Alone, Queens Get the Money, Represent, They Can't Stop Us Now, War, The Message, Suspect. Some of my new favorites are, I could name a lot of stuff, but some of my new favorites are Blue Bands, Thun, Speechless. The singles, Nas is like, if I rule the world, it ain't hard to tell. The world is yours. Hate me now. Can't forget about you featuring Chrisette Michelle. The Rare Finds, The Rare Finds, um, Like Smoke featuring Amy Winehouse. Life is Like a Dice Game, The N-Word Mixtape, uh, Freestyle. The Freestyle is Stretching Barbito Show. Numerous DJ Clue appearances. I mean, the list goes on like when I was like putting together my outline of what I want to talk about on this subject. I was like, wow. I mean, I'm tripping like I'm tripping like damn this. The, and I could have named more. I could have named more songs. But it's like this dude right here, like out of all the and I like a lot of artists. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just. I don't just listen to Nas every day. I listen to a whole bunch of different artists, but if somebody had a gun to my head or didn't have a gun to my head, and they say, you got to say in a split second, a half a second, who's your favorite artist? Nas is going to be like, is that, that's it, period. And it's like, why, why, why? Um, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you another reason why. Um, I shout out, I shout out Z-Town, Zebulon, North Carolina. That's where I'm from. I shout out Z time and I rep it to my heart, to the core. A big part of that, you know, I love where I was from anyway, but a big part of that, you know, of, you know, shouting out, you know, where I'm from, it came from hip hop. It came from hip hop. That's what hip hop, you know, that's what we do. Like we, we can be, we can be in a, in a, in a uh, executive boardroom meeting, you know what I'm saying? Or accepting some award that's just what we're going to do. The culture, like, man, yo, shout out. I'm about, I'm about to sign this deal to this multi-billion multi dollar deal for this roadway construction. Shout out so-and-so from Z-Town. That's just what we do. Nas, the way that he shouted out, he shot, he been shouting out QB, Queensbridge, from day one. And you gravitate. You, people that you listen to, you gravitate and you get a vibe from them that it seeps in, seeps into you. Another thing with Nas, not only was his lyrical prowess was like through the roof from day one, he pushed, he pushed blackness. He pushed being 
proud of being black. Um, he pushed it to 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 the point of where, look, you can you 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 better not be walking around here with your, with, with your head down. You you are powerful. You are powerful as well as he, as he pushed, you know, just good people in general, good rate, good um, people of different racial backgrounds. But he pushed from the first album to now. He's still pushing black blackness. We, we, we are incredible people. You know what I'm saying? Boom. So. I'm like, yo, man, like I said, I was driving and I'm like out of nowhere. I, I kind of had an idea, like one day I'm gonna do something on Nas. It's, it's only right, and then it hit me. I, I I I've learned over the years when it comes to anything that I do, um, I like for it. I, I like to let it come to me, and I don't, I don't like to force it. And when it when it hit me, it hit me. It was like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do. This. He's uh, off of. Uh, off still on the run, man, with KD one, two, three, and magic. Like he's Nas. What I love about Nas and all and these latest albums that he's come that he he's come out with is the man is close to billionaire status. He's 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 very rich. He's very rich. He's very rich. What I love about these albums is that he's not rhyming. Now he's getting paid really good to do these shows and everything. He's he's been on fire, man. He's on fire. Like yeah, he got a song called "On Fire." But this guy, he's rhyming because he loves to rhyme, and you can hear it. You can hear it. I'll be the first one to say, being a diehard Nas disciple i heard the songs i know the albums and the songs were like wow you sound kind of lazy yo sound kind of lazy you just kind of got through that one and it's songs that people really like and i'm like i didn't do it for me you still my guy but you didn't do it for me he even said you know he was kind of lazy like Nas. um that i've heard from Excuse me. I've heard I heard from a couple of people. I don't know how you do it now, whatever, but I mean to each his own with it, that it, people's re recording process. But I've heard that Nas is the type where he's not gonna spend a lot of time like trying to correct this. He's gonna say what he say and get out there and let let you put it together. Now, it must be apparent that the takes that he gives is gonna be superior, but he pretty much doesn't wanna be hang out hanging out in the studio all the day all, all the time i think with um these last um albums you know he's in such a good place where he wants to be in the studio you know i love i love i love the fact when i listen to him is that dude is still hungry about saying some dope ass shit when it comes to them rhymes I mean, he sounded incredible to me. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be the first one to tell you, like, oh, I didn't, I ain't really care for that. I ain't, nah, nah, that um, one song that sticks out in particular. Now, if I'm in a certain vibe, I can listen to it. And I actually like it a little better now. But the song that he did um, with Scarface, 
Um, I think it was on the I. It might have been the I I Am album. He's that's the one. Um, favor for a favor. Uh, hands down, I rather hear Scarface's um, verse than Nas. That one line he said, either um, some some or you get the Texas Chainsaw. I like uh, just the way he, the cadence of it was just it wasn't right for me. And I'm not an overly just picky person about that. It's just, it just it just didn't move me. It didn't move me. I, I had to be like in a G'd up state to really like it. You know what I'm saying? But I've heard better. Now, the song that he did on um, Scarface's song um, album on The Fix, I can't think of the name of it, but I didn't catch that song to way later in, in, um, in years. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it right there. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know, but man, um, Nasir Jones, man, um, I love the fact that he pushed pro-blackness. Like, you got to think about it. When he came into the game, you know, he definitely talked some street stuff on his records big time. But he always made a way, and it didn't seem forced. He was being real about. I, he like, I'm not, a, I'm not a saint. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna talk about, you know, our greatness. He's still talking about. He's still talking about that um, ultra black. Boom, boom. Um, he says. Um, he says at the the end of the Untitled album. That um, like when people was talking about, you know, when he said hip hop was dead and, you know, you had people from the South. I'm from the South. You had people say, like, you know, hip hop ain't dead. It's alive and well here in um, the South, blah, blah, blah. They, they totally missed what he was talking about. You know what I'm saying? He talks about it at the end of the album. But I actually seen him in concert. It was, it was the uh, seen Nas, I think, three times. And he was in concert. And he said, yo, he said, yo, um. Hip hop is dead because we don't own it. <laughs> Hip hop is dead because we don't own it. It had nothing to do with dirty south up north, whatever, whatever. Now you you got people that's still gonna be pushing the line about you know like uh, shout out um, Big Gil. He talking about you know he he's on his his campaign about the south this and that and this and that and this and that boom boom. I want I want for people to be very. I want people to keep their eyes open for that right there, because I don't want this thing to turn into back into that. Oh, this is the this is the uh, South versus the the East and the West. But like, pay, pay pay respect, man. Pay pay respect, dude. You know what I'm saying? I can understand what Gibb talking about. There was a time when when the, when these guys were would I just did I had to do this middle finger to this picture of Ronald Reagan on this thing. No, whatever. But um. I just threw the middle finger around the ring. I'm thinking y'all gonna see that, but um, you know, yeah, I know that there was a time you know you had New Yorkers coming down to the south, thinking like you know we're just bumpkins and this and that. So I get that part. I get that part. Like, nah, nah you, you ain't gonna try to just diss us like that. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, man, Nas was right. Hip hop is dead because we don't own it. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> the way things are now with um, so many platforms to where you don't even need to be signed to a label. You know what I'm saying? You're going to work your ass off. you got to work your ass off, you, but you don't have to be signed to a label. You can actually sign yourself. So many ways to put out music now, you know? 
And Nas is definitely taking advantage of that with his um, his own label, Mass Appeal. He finished out his um, contract with uh, Columbia, went to Def Jam, and now he's releasing records through Mass Appeal, which I can kind of see like, I mean, like Nas, Nas doesn't drop like that, but he dropped four albums in two years. Why not? Why not? I have my own label. I get to see all the money. Boom. It's 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 amazing. He just he just finished, he just headlined for the first time um at Madison Square Garden. Went there by himself. He brought out AZ, brought out Mary J. Blige. And um man, um I'm the type of fan, man. You know, you you know how you know how you you you're a fan of your favorite artists. Um it's, it's, it's a couple of them that stick out to me. Like you just want to see them win and get their just due. You want to see them get their awards. Um, when Nas won the, his one Grammy, he only won one, one Grammy. Should he should he have won more? Of course. But that one Grammy was special to me. It felt like I won it. You know, Jay-Z, had, Jay-Z has, oh my God, so many Grammys. And I love that he has them. But I love that. I'm I'm not gonna say I love it more, but I love the fact that Nasir Jones got his Grammy. You know what I'm saying? Boom! And he's he's taken that, and he's done a great service to to the culture, to hip hop, to people not just black but white, um, Spanish, Asian people who love this culture, people who love hip hop. He's done a great service to us to like, no, when I make these records, I'm still going to give you my best. And and actually, I'm going to try to go beyond my best. And he's done that. He's done that. You know, Um, we can, a good friend of mine, I'm not going to say his name. I remember a good friend of mine, when he he released that, um, the album, the Nasir album that uh, Kanye produced. I remember him saying, like, you know what, man, you know, sometimes, man, you know, you know, you 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 had a great run, man. You know, maybe you should just 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 hang it up, man. Boom, boom. And I'm sitting on the side, and it was him and another person talking, like, oh boy, they laughing and joking. I'm like, yo, I'm the diehard Nas, man. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? I ain't saying nothing though. Like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> My personal vindication of seeing what is happening right before our eyes is a is a is a is a beautiful thing to me. It's a it's a it's a beautiful thing to me. Um, it's a beautiful thing to me to see this man. Um, to see this, you know, and and whether somebody likes him or not. It doesn't really mean anything to me. I mean, I like for you to, you know, we can have a conversation. We get into our Nas conversation, boom. But you don't have to. But to see him winning, and I'm I'm not gonna say get his just due. I would have said that years ago, but I got good people around me that uh okay, brother, you know, think about that before you say it. no, he's been getting his just due. <laughs> the dude can he can sell out stadiums. I mean, what? You know, we're we're still trying to um, trying to um, 
sell out a um, a ballroom. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he's he's getting his just due. But to see this level of greatness late in life, I remember him saying, um, "Him and LL, shout out Queens. Him and LL was was two people that I've seen on record say." Man, I'm gonna be rapping when I'm 70 and 80 years old. Now, some people may take that like they mean like they have to. No, I, I didn't take it like that. They love this culture so much they cannot see getting away from it. They can't see getting away from it. See, a true MC, a true MC is a, a person like, yeah, yeah, we want we want to make money, we want to travel see the world, get, get all the, the, the perks that comes with this thing. A true MC is a, a true MC is a, is a person who hears a beat and it, is, and it inspires the hell out of them to where like, yo, it ain't just I want for people to hear me get busy on this beat. I got to get this shit out of my system. I got to get it out of my system. I like, I, I, I want to get it out of my system. Now, are there are there some arrogant ass um, MCs out there who think that they're um, the best thing since sliced bread? Yes, yes, there is. Yes, there is. It's always going to be that. But being a true MC is like, whether you got a, 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 a Brinks truck full of money or you don't have anything, you still got your skill. You still got your lyrical ability. You got your way of saying your stuff and getting that thing off. You know what I'm saying? Um, in closing, in the in the main course, I salute Nas for so many things, man. Um, one of the, one of the big things I salute him for is the fact that it was. Um, they said it was his first interview. He did his club. And they said it was it was his first interview, and and in that interview he said, you know, yo, I'm like I'm a part of the old and the new, you know, when it comes to hip hop, and he was definitely new. He was he was brand new with this thing, but he never ever shut out the pioneers. He never did that. He took the essence. He took the park jam mentality of hip hop. He took the park jam of a mentality of hip hop and put it in his soul. He took um, plugging into um, the light pole at the park jam. He took the um, the um, the razor, the razor blades in the front row. He took of uh, the girls having them bamboo earrings. He took uh, the essence of the WAP, the Pee Wee Herman, the Smurf. Um, somebody getting up there doing a beatbox. Rest in peace, Buff Love. That that was my guy. That that was my people. That like real. Like we we recorded together. He was yes. Rest in peace, JC Futrell. Our manager who he role managed for the fat boys. He was our manager, our only manager we ever had. Um, Dougie Fresh, 
somebody who's not talked about the original DMX did a beatbox for Just Ice. Um, the scratching, he embodied like he embodied what this thing is about, um, uh, uh, as well as many millions of other kids. Man, he embodied all of that. You know, of course, he had rhymes talking a little shit about you know, yeah, y'all from the old school, boom, 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 but he always respected the old school. You know what I'm saying? We're all, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I've said this a million times, man. Look, the gift is to get older. You know, <laughs> the gift is to get older, grow older, grow older, but stay optimistic and keep a youthful spirit. Um, Nas said on one of his records, I want to, I forgot the record, but it's on his KD3, which is, my favorite. I love all the albums, KD123 and Magic. Um, I got a lot of great songs that I take from all of them. But my favorite album from that whole series is KD3. But he says a part where he's talking, he says, you know, he's going to have 60-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 16-year-olds checking in with him. And that's the truth. He established, he established a style and a um, personality that we wanted to, we wanted to stay with, you know, I want to, I'm going to be, I'm 50 years old. I'm going to be listening to hopefully new Nas albums 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, hopefully one day I can, I can work with them. Who knows? But um, yeah, Nasir Jones, man, Nasir Jones. Uh, in my opinion, in my opinion, the the greatest, the greatest, the greatest to ever do it. You know, that's just my opinion, and that's just what it is. My opinion. Everybody has the right to say who their their, their um, favorite is. Nasir Jones is uh, forever my favorite. Thank you, Nas. For real, for real. Thank you. In closing, y'all, and I hope you stay with me this far. Um, hope you hope you you rock with me um, in um, you know my view of Nas, my favorite artist, in the dessert section. Say this right here, and I and I hope y'all don't think something wrong. I think some people probably think like this dude right here. I'm not crazy. Trust me. I know we say artists are crazy. I'm not crazy. But my mind is, um, I've always been one to think um, beneath the surface, above and beneath the surface. So when I say certain things, I don't want, I don't want you to think I'm crazy, nothing like that, because I'm not. I'm not crazy at all. You know what I'm saying? Very sane. Very woke. <laughs> very aware. But um, my lady... My lady and people, certain people around me, um, 110, uh, my brother, certain people around me, they've heard me say this. And I don't say this for shock value. Like, I really mean it. Um, I've said that um, when I leave this world, that, you know, I, wanted, I want to be cremated. I want to be cre cremated. 
And I would like for my ashes to go to, you know, um, definitely I leave this world before my mom, dad, you know, I want them to have it. Uh, my brother to have it. My lady, of course. And I want some of those ashes um, sprinkled in Zebulon, somewhere in Zebulon, North Carolina, where I'm from, Z-Town. And I want some of those ashes sprinkled in um, 1520 Sedgwick Ave, the Bronx, the birthplace of hip hop. Shout out DJ Cool Herc. I want some of those ashes sprinkled somewhere on that street. And the last thing is I want two songs or any type of commemoration thing. Now, personally, I say an edited version. I would like to have the unedited version with the curse and everything, but I got I got family that, you know, they don't want to hear all that. At my uh, memorial, I would like to have two songs played. The World is Yours and Memory Lane. Those two songs. Why? I don't know why. For some reason, one day I just said I wanted those two songs, uh, Memory Lane and uh, The World is Yours. Why? I don't know why. Why Nasia Jones? I say, why not? Real food. <laughs>